0: Welcome and thank you for joining us today for The Last Christian Podcast. We're so blessed to have you join us. It's time again to join Brother J.D. Williams in seeking the hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, chasing away the worries of the world and replacing them with the blessed hope where in a moment in the twinkle of an eye at the last trumpet, the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Brother JD Williams insists there must be a final person or last Christian to accept Christ before the sound of the trumpet. Will it happen today? Here now, brother JD Williams.
1: Good afternoon. And thank you so much for joining me for another edition of the last Christian podcast. My name is J.D. Williams, and I hope to help you to better understand the events unfolding around the world by connecting the dots between events occurring on the world stage and biblical prophecy. Last week, I told you my intention would be to take on the subject of the rapture to determine if such an event was really in the Bible or not, and I told you that I recently spoke with Christian teacher and author T.L. Farley on the phone to discuss that topic in detail. And that's exactly what we're going to do in this very unique edition of The Last Christian. While in so doing, trying to provide some idea as to how to answer the question, what comes next, world war or the rapture? And then I'll provide some perspective as well as provide a few new and exciting developments regarding the new Last Christian Radio Show that I announced last week, as we prepare for that new Last Christian Radio Show, debuting soon on Evangelism Radio. And then I'll give you a brief look at what lies ahead in next week's edition, including how United States President Joe Biden once again inserts himself into biblical prophecy and in his own words. And now, here is that radio interview between myself and Christian author T.L. Farley. Mr. Farley, first of all, welcome to the broadcast podcast of The Last Christian. I'm happy to see you. Good to be. Mr. Farley, direct question. God knows everything, correct? Yes. And God wrote the Bible knowing the end and then wrote the book, correct? Correct. So if God knows everything, including the end before he even started the beginning, then it stands to reason that he knows who the last individual to accept Jesus Christ as his Savior will be before he blasts the trumpet, and calls his church home. Am I right or wrong?
0: Yeah, I have a, an exception there that I hadn't even seen materialize until I got thinking about it. Um, it's not that I say you're wrong, but you could be right. Go ahead, uh, go I, ahead. What I would like to put forward is that there are people who are going to believe in Jesus uh, after the rapture.
1: Oh, yes. And I'm not I'm not here to debate that point. My point is my point is that when the rapture occurs, it will occur after the last Christian accepts Jesus Christ before the rapture. I'm not talking about during the point during the tribulation period. And we could even we could even debate whether or not anyone can be saved during the 1000 year reign of Christ. We could debate all that. My contention is there is a last Christian that will accept Jesus Christ before the rapture occurs and that God knows the name and the time of of that occurrence.
0: Yes, um, it might help to clarify it by saying the last person to uh, become a member of the bride of Christ.
1: uh, Good point.
0: And I'm shooting. I'm shooting from the hip here, but but that helps people distinguish uh, pre-trib or or uh, post-trib, uh, or I mean pre-trib and uh, post-rapture. There we go. Right, right. And I'm doing this.
1: <laughs> my my po- my entire point and the entire purpose of this podcast is that. I know for a fact I am not the last Christian. I know that when I accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, that the rapture did not occur. And that yes. means that there's got to be somebody else. You weren't the last Christian because once yes, you yep. because once you accepted Christ, the rapture didn't happen. But there is somebody, and I contend that somebody is alive right now on planet Earth that is going to be the last one to come to Christ before. he calls his bride, the church into the air. There has to be. And here's my second contention that when that happens, when that person accepts Jesus Christ as savior, the rapture happens at that instant. What would be the purpose? What could the possible purpose be? Does he want to hear no a million more times? I don't, I don't think so. I think that once that last individual who he knows is going to be the last individual to accept Jesus Christ as savior. When that happens, the rapture occurs. That's my contention.
0: I have no argument with that.
1: So I, I'm just I'm just curious am I off base in believing that? will do you, do you believe that uh, that God is going to continue to allow the evil, in this world to occur after the last person that he knows is going to be the last Christian to accept you know the last person I guess is what I should say once he knows that last person has accepted him once that last person comes to know Christ accepts Jesus Christ as Savior what is the possible reason for letting the earth continue even for another split second Um, I'm
0: trying to remember where it's at I think it's in Romans uh, but there's a verse that speaks of the uh, completion of the bride. What did I do with have got too much stuff here. Hang on a second. Here we are. All right. Okay, and uh, the verse I'm looking at is, For I would not, brethren, that you would be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in." Now, there are those who uh, interpret that as the fulfillment of the bride. Right. However, the fact that it uses Gentiles <clears throat> gives me caution. Uh, I need to study it further, and I have not studied this area as deeply as I have the rapture, um, because Whatever takes place, we're going to be out of here. Right. So that's my position.
1: And well, I, yeah, and again, I, I understand that. Yeah, I understand part part that part. Yeah, I understand yeah. that part. That we're not going to be here. What I'm yeah. what, what 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 I'm saying is that while we are here, let's yes. say the, uh, like right now. Okay. Let's yes. say ten seconds from now, the person. That God knows is going to be the last person to accept Jesus Christ as Savior before his already predetermined time that the rapture is going to happen. That none of us know that day, none of us know that time. But he does. He does. So the last person, the last person to accept Jesus Christ as Lord before the rapture just accepted Jesus Christ. My contention is that at that very moment, boom, the rapture occurs.
0: Okay. Um, I have no argument with your perspective. Um, I would not want to go as far as to say it's absolutely going to happen at that moment. Um, Because he says we don't know. Right. Um, we we don't know the the and day and the hour. And right. and your suggestion does not suggest that we do. Right. I'm not saying well, that. Right. But but what I'm saying is, I don't I don't feel compelled at this point to uh, completely um, adhere to the timing in terms of those those aspects that that are being considered um my concern again is that it is imminent it will happen on a day called today and um when it happens it's over as far as accepting the lord and and being a part
1: yeah, because, I, you know, I, I make no argument in the fact that there are going to be Christians, or going to be, I, I can't call them Christians, they're not Christians yet, but I make no argument that there will not be people that come to salvation during the tribulation period. I make no yeah. argument of that whatsoever. In fact, yeah. the Bible says that there will.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, as a matter of fact, the Bible says that the gospel will be preached in all the world following. Yes. Following the rapture, uh, my entire contention in this is that God, knowing who the last individual is to become to come to Christ before the rapture, once that occurs, that there's no there's no reason for delay. That that is the moment He only known to Him, only known to Him. Now I want to make that very clear, only known to Him. But that is the moment that the rapture occurs, and here is the reason why I have really pushed this so hard is because yeah. it's because there is that last person there is sure. that last one so you know I can go up and I can ask people I can say okay are you a Christian yes mm-hmm. okay well I can tell you I, okay I'll look at you and I say, well you're not the last one mm-hmm. I can look at somebody else and say are you a Christian and they say no I'm you know I'm not convinced I'm I'm wavering or or whatever excuse whatever excuse that 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 they want to provide me and I can look back at them and say you could possibly be that last one you could possibly be let's talk about it Mm -hmm. you know let's talk about it what are your questions what questions do you need to have answered? what proof has not been established have you read the bible Mm -hmm. have you heard this you know, and it's, it's a point of trying to bring forth discussion. Um, we're asked to lead people to Christ. We can't make the decision for them, but we're asked to lead them to it. And this is the way I do It's trying to convince people who are not Christians to understand they might be exactly what God is waiting for to call his church home. It might be a family member or it might be a friend, but there's somebody out there. And I contend that that somebody is walking this earth right now, which brings us to the next thing. Ezekiel 38, Israel's home, Israel's home. That was the big one. That was the clock starter. Yeah. Okay. 1948, that was the clock starter. One generation sees it all the way through. Okay. Well, it's been what? 70, how many years? 1948, I'm terrible at math, you figure it out. But the thing is, one generation is going to see that. So I contend that the longer this goes, the shorter we got, if that makes sense. Yes, no, absolutely. So right now, what part of Ezekiel 38 do you not see?
0: Um... I was just looking at it. <laughs> I've been looking at
1: it for, for months, and uh, you know, I, I came up with this, I came up with this concept, and named it the Last Christian on purpose, to yeah. uh to to get people to at least think about it. And yeah. I have been studying Ezekiel thirty-seven, Ezekiel thirty-eight, Ezekiel thirty-nine. I have mm-hmm. uh, looked through uh, the Book of Isaiah. There's mention in Psalm. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you can, throughout the Bible, throughout yeah. the Bible, I have dug, I have dug and, dug and dug and dug and dug. And it all comes down to this for me. And that is that Israel has oil and they got a lot of it and they didn't even know they had it until a few years ago. Yeah, They probably got more oil than anybody in the world. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Russia mm-hmm. right now uh, has a tremendous amount of oil and they're using that as a weapon. Okay, Mm -hmm. Russia uses their oil as a weapon. We have an abundance of oil in the United States, and we're too stupid to use it. Okay, we got ours capped, which makes our prices go up. You know, and no, uh, you know, I I try not to be political on uh, on this particular podcast, but the truth is, is that when President Biden came in and decided that gas prices of five, six, seven, eight dollars was okay. then the world turns to Russia for their oil. Well, if Russia turns off their oil, what happens next? And if, the, if, if uh, financially speaking, Russia can't sell their oil, then they're going to go find some somewhere else. Well, where is that logical location to find some somewhere else? It's not Saudi Arabia. They're going to go to Israel. And they've got nothing nothing but nations that hate and despise and want to see Israel go away, as is written in the Bible, that are going to be very, very happy to join them. And they're going to go in with an unbelievable force. That is also in Ezekiel that they are going to go in with a tremendous force and that no one is going to come to their aid. The United States is not going to help Israel. You know why? Because we're too scared. We're too scared. Look at what is happening right now in the Ukraine or what has happened in the Ukraine, I should say.
0: What
1: yeah, what in the world did the United States do? We put in some sanctions. Do you really think they care as big as they are? Do you really think they care? No, not a bit.
0: Yeah.
1: So they're going to go after Israel. And it says nobody comes to their aid. And then it says that those armies are going to perish in the mountains of Israel. They're not even going to make it to Jerusalem. They're going to be crushed in the mountains. And it says it's going to be earthquakes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It says there's going to be falling rocks. It says there's going to be fire from the heavens. Okay. They're there. They're positioned right now. It's mm-hmm. not going to take much to push somebody over the edge. Now, I'm. I, we all have our guess as to if this happens before the rapture, at the point of the rapture or after? I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell me that. It's it does not make that statement. But no. I do know it's gonna happen. Another question for you. Is Putin Gog Okay. Um
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say at this point in time we do not know that.
1: Uh, right. Right. Not to say right. that he couldn't
0: however right. however however Let me jump this in. Uh, Verse 5, it says Persia, that's Iran, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them when they go down. Now, at this point in time today, um, right now, we do not know of any specific military connections uh with Ethiopia Persia yeah they are they're already there uh Libya uh eh, they're there but it's not not in force uh Ethiopia no uh, they've got they've got they're building roads for the Ethiopians isn't that nice? Correct they went down, if you need some roads we'll, we'll build you some have right you ever road. have
1: you ever noticed that when a war happens that people have to pick sides?
0: Oh, and, and, and so yes.
1: my, my my contention again here yeah. is that the, the main players in this, the main players are Russia and Iran. Now, Iran is very much involved with every other, I, I'm afraid to say the word, uh, religion, religion. Uh, They are very much involved with any nation that has their same beliefs, put it that way. Now, they have great influence. Again, they have a lot of oil. They have a lot of military. And those countries kind of depend on Iran. So I don't think there's any mystery that if Iran says we're going to do this, that they're going to go along with it. Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia, according to the Bible, is going to be quiet. They're not going to do anything. Okay, so uh, I'm taking them out of the equation. I take them out of the equation for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Bible says that's the way it's going to be. But uh, they have actually established better relations with Israel in just the past couple of years than ever in the history of of the two nations. So that kind of takes them out of the equation. Will Ethiopia come in? Well, the Bible tells me it will. What is the reason for it? I don't know. Is that uh, because Iran?
0: Yeah, uh, if it says they're going to, they're going to, and and that was my stipulation was that at this point in time, we don't see that, but we do see, and that's why I mentioned it. We do see Russia over there building (laughs) roads.
1: Right now, my good uh, roads.
0: yeah, now, I don't
1: know I don't know if Putin is gog or not. And just, just I want to clarify something. When I say gog, I'm saying G O G not G O D, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just I just want to I want to make that that point really really clear. What has come up in the in recent times is that Putin may not be on top of his game uh, from a mental standpoint. I went over that on a recent podcast uh, on the unfiltered uh, station, but he may not be—he may not be Gog. I don't know. I do know that that uh, Russia plays a big part in this, and without Russia, I don't think the others would even try to move. I really don't. Um, Russia had a pretty much of a struggle in Ukraine, but still, they are a nuclear power, and that brings me to my last point with you today
0: yeah
1: that is what do you think about Damascus? <laughs> Damascus Syria I mean if you look if you look in Ezekiel according to uh, uh, or Isaiah uh, uh-huh. y- you look in the books of the Bible and you see where it states that Damascus will no longer be a city. it will be desolate. it yeah. will be ruins. Now the city's huge. That's a big city, and it don't. By the way, it just happens to be the oldest city on earth. So I don't think Damascus yeah. is all this worried about it right now. But what do yeah. you think? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be a, a, an act of war? Is there gonna be a, a rogue nuke hit it? Or are they gonna blow themselves up? Is Iran blow them up? Does Israel blow them up? Or is it the hand of God? Or like me, we don't know.
0: Yeah. There's no way that we know. Uh, All we can do is look at the indications as an example, um, the military activity that's been taking place, not only with Israel, but with others uh, in and around that area. Uh, There's a heavy military focus uh, on Damascus. And uh, so, yeah, it's... I guess you could easily say it's a tinderbox. Right, and you know uh,
1: Syria is in Syria a mess. I mean, let's let's face it, Syria is a mess. They got people, you know, they got Russia in there, they got Iran in there. Uh, I think Turkey has, and that's a weird one, NATO Turkey. Uh, but you know, I, they got a bunch, uh, a bunch of countries that are in Syria. Quick question: Do you think any of them are going to leave?
0: Going to leave what?
1: Do you think any of those countries that are in Syria right now, supposedly to help them out, oh, no, do you do I you see. think any of those countries are going to leave? Uh,
0: no, no
1: not a chance. They're not going anywhere. They're there to stay. They're, you know? they're
0: building up. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're 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 there to stay. They're not going. They're not going anywhere. So it comes down to. Uh, For me personally, and I want to make this very, very clear. The Bible doesn't say this. This is J.D. Williams saying this. For me personally, Damascus is the key here. That I believe either there is some type of act of God, which is very possible, or that Because of the military buildup in Syria, it's just possible that somebody, I can't even name the nation, it could be because it could be either side. There are reasons on either side. Either Russia nukes that city, or it's possible Israel nukes that city. But I think that's it. I think that's what happened. What else could cause it to be a ruinous heap and just, you know,
0: overnight
1: yeah i mean overnight yeah so you know i i I don't know Uh, again you know god could do it i mean he could easily do it i understand that and i would never i would never say otherwise but if i was to take a guess i would say it's a nuclear explosion that takes out that city that makes it uninhabitable turns it into a ruinous heap. you know that would be mine You
0: you know there's an interesting aspect uh, I can't remember which city it was. It Could have been Damascus, but here a few months ago, uh, somebody over there uh, had an internal accident, and right. it was a huge
1: explosion. Yeah, could happen.
0: Yeah, could happen. And so, so yeah. that I just happened.
1: don't know if Damascus is owning any nukes. They you could,
0: know. they could emulate like, no, but they could have them houses there, stored there. Yeah, and. Uh, and uh, again, that could that could be self-immolation. So.
1: Now, either way, it doesn't matter. I, I don't care if it's hand of God. I don't care if it's attacked by Russia. I don't care if it's an internal thing. I don't care if it's it's Israel going in on uh, and, and taking them out. Any kind of way you look at it, Israel's going to be blamed for it. I guarantee you that. Israel's going to be blamed for it, whatever it is. Don't matter. They're going to get blamed for it. And... So, you know, my, my contention is that when that happens, there's a really good chance that that's when all these armies come together because, you know, they say, look what Israel did. Look what Israel did. And, and you know, some of the countries that not, might not be militarily involved right now would say, yeah, you're right. Israel did it. We need to take care of them. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and take them out. And the United States is over here saying, well, you know, we got other problems to worry about. You know, we really don't want you to do it. And we're going to sanction you if you do. But we're not going to actually take any action.
0: It would seem to me that what is going to, and that seems to be the emphasis in the scriptures here, they're going down to Israel to take the spoil.
1: Correct, and, which I which I contend is oil,
0: and uh, so that that could that could blossom, and it certainly looks like it's they're lining up to do that, and uh, and if it does, it's going to be Katie bar the door, right? Um, uh, you know, um, because it's anyway, we're, we're getting in over our heads here. Well,
1: I I want to. Uh, uh, I promised when I brought you on the podcast, I was going to let you mention this, and and, and I'm going to keep my word. I pride myself on that. You have written a book on the rapture. As a matter of fact, I think you've written two books on the rapture. And uh, I I, I would... I've
0: written six, but...
1: Yeah, I I would like for you to to tell the listeners out there uh, the titles of those books, a little bit about them and where they can get them.
0: Okay. Um, you can Google T.L. Farley books uh, and that will take you straight to Amazon, to my Amazon page. Um, and uh, the books are, first of all, was When Now Becomes Too Late, uh, which sounds like a pushy title until you realize the Lord gave it to me in the late 90s. Oh, 97, 98. And when I was in the publishing process, I'd reached that far in, in writing it uh, and began to question the working title discovered. Uh, it was in the publishing process on the morning of nine eleven. 11 So it's an interesting uh, retrospective in going back to knowing what happened on nine eleven. Let me
1: ask you about that for a second. How, what did that make you feel like? What What kind of feeling came across you on 9-11, knowing that your book is in publication, knowing your book's in publication, knowing the title of your book, which you Mm -hmm. were considering changing, but but stuck with, okay? I want you to explain to me your personal feeling, knowing that that book is sitting there, it's ready to go, it's about to be released, and 9-11 happens, what were were your feelings and reactions?
0: It was electrifying. I realized that had the book been published at that point, I could be standing on the streets uh, of New York uh, safely away from the uh, towers, but uh, close enough to catch the smoke uh, and and broadcasting that to the world. Uh, and and again, my my thought on that was simply, and this goes to the second uh, set of books uh, that all deal. The blast off with of Pemore and and all of the rapture aspects um, is that heart to heart, Joel. I want people to know how fast this thing is going to come. Uh, you know, the the thing that's going on in Russia now is exciting. Uh, the discussions on Damascus and and so forth—they're uh, exciting, uh, but. Because of the depth of study that I've done on the rapture, um, I, I recognize, as the Lord has allowed me to discover, uh, this thing is going to warp the world. It's going to just turn it upside down. Um, and uh, and I'm sure there are lots of different people are saying, oh, they're going to say this and say that and so forth and so on. The populations of the world are going to understand that the line has been drawn. Right. And they've got the choice. Right. And uh and and, and then I think you know I always used to wonder why so many uh billions of people die in in revelation. Uh and this uh, vaccine thing has just opened that up. Right. Uh, and well, I don't know how much detail you know I don't I know more than I want to know right now. You well, know,
1: I'm 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 going to stop you right there. I'm going to take a breath. You know, Okay, because yeah. I'm a, because this is for yet another. Um, we're gonna talk about the vaccine. We're gonna talk about the COVID nineteen hoax. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm just going. I'm, I'm obviously this is on the private uh, private channel. The COVID nineteen hoax. Okay. I'm not saying, when I say hoax, I'm not saying that there is not a COVID-19. I am not saying that there was not a legitimate uh, problem, that there was a pestilence. I'm not saying that didn't happen. But here is my contention on COVID-19. COVID-19 is what you call a precursor to how the government will get people to take the mark of the beast. Look at how easily... People bought into the mask. Look at it. Look how easy. Look how easy it is for the government to say, you will have this vaccine or you can't go in this restaurant. You can't go to this sporting event unless you can either wear a mask, prove that you have been vaccinated. Or whatever, okay? You're gonna buy, you're gonna do what I want you to do because I'm the government and I have that power. You don't, you do de- either do it my way or die. Now then, let's take that to the next level. Because the test worked beautifully. Everybody fell in line real quick. Except me, I never wore a mask. But anyway. People fell in line very, very quickly, very, very easily. It's not going to be that hard with the world when, when everything is going bad. When you got stuff coming down from the skies, when the, when, when the, the stars are falling on you, uh, when you've had people that just vanished off the face of the earth for no reason, and somebody comes along and says, look, I can fix it. But here's the key. Everybody's got to buy in. So we're gonna make it really easy for you. You're gonna take this mark and that means that you bought in and everything's great. And I guarantee you they're gonna line up for miles to get this mark. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: and it's moving
1: faster and faster. Faster
0: and faster, yeah. Yeah. And and again, I see and I use everything as a emphasis to the rapture. And things are going faster and faster. But none of them compares at all a candle to a blowtorch uh, to the speed of the rapture. Right. You know, yes, I'm expecting right. at some point to be interrupted. <laughs> oh yeah. Well yeah.
1: And, and you know that that's the way that people people should look at it. My point here in this entire process is that things are falling in line and they're falling in line fast. I have seen drastic changes just in the last 20 years. And it seems to be everything is going in the same direction and everything is following exactly what the Bible said would happen. And, you know, you got to pay attention. I mean, pestilences. Okay. We have COVID-19 earthquakes. Mm -hmm. I've seen a few. Hurricanes. Me, I've seen a few. Let, me,
0: let me jump in before we forget because you wanted me very kindly to introduce my books and I deeply appreciate it and I want to make sure so people understand.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Go ahead. Me,
0: my, latest, my latest book is Blast Off Repeal, R-A-P-I-E-M-U-R. Uh, and it comes from, I, I wondered where the word rapture came from, did my research and discovered Jerome in the uh, late 4th century uh, was commissioned to do a translation from the Greek into the uh, local language uh, of uh, Latin. Uh, this was the Church of Rome uh, that had virgin from the time of Peter. They were transitioning into what is known today as the Roman Catholic Church. Um, but anyway, this the com- it wasn't complete at this point in time. But they needed a copy of the Bible in their local language, Latin, and there were a number of them out, but they respected Jerome's scholarship and asked him to do a copy. And his was the one that actually became the most preeminent uh, from what everything I understand. Uh, They've changed words over the uh, decades, over the hundreds of years, over the millennia, Uh, but uh, in the Latin. Uh, as they've updated it, as the, all the Bible people have done in their different scriptures, but they have retained the word "Rapture" in 1 Thessalonians 4:17, uh, which is uh, the harpazo of the Greek and the caught up phrase uh, in the 1 Thessalonians 4:17. So I, I retain that so we can stop the argument about the word uh, not being the rap- word rapture not being in the Bible. And I tease people. I say it's in about a billion of them, so um, so they can find it there if they're looking for that uh, scholastic support. Um, again, it's blast off with Piemore. My author name is T. L. Farley. I have 25. Uh, I spe- I use quote from directly over 25 Bible versions. Uh, people say, do you do that to show the difference? I say, no, I do that to show the sameness. At which point they say, oh, oh. Um, there you go. And uh, again, there are 14 appendices uh, with uh, supporting work uh, on the book. Uh, and, and, and I have uh, over 1,350 scriptures. If you want to know exactly how many, you're going to have to count them. Uh, and there are <laughs> 25 different Bibles. And I've got a scripture index in the back, alphabetically listing the Bibles and all of the verses in each one. So you can do lots of study. And here's the thing. People often say to me, my goodness, there are so many verses, all of this, there's so much deepness in this thing, you don't have to, you can read it through if you want to in one sitting, although that would would be a little difficult for some, but you can with the idea is that you have the book there in your possession and you can take, some pages don't have any verses some pages have a bunch well it's, all, it's
1: always nice to have a reference you don't necessarily yeah. have to look you don't I mean, necessarily you have to look at the reference but i guarantee you i i have read the book and i guarantee yeah. you if you read the book you're going to want to look up the reference
0: yeah exactly and that's that's why i did it so, so that you would have that because the you you're going to hear a lot of people teaching uh the rapture prophecy from a point of fear and intimidation and so forth, that is not why it was introduced. Paul says, comfort one another with these words, strengthen one another. You say, how can that comfort you? How can it strengthen you? Because it's going to happen in a moment, in an atomic moment, uh, on on the day that must be called today. So everything else fades into the background. If we've got one more day, it's one more day to tell people about Jesus, to encourage each other. Paul said to minister, especially to the household of God, to encourage them. And when they say, well, I don't believe in the rapture, I say, fine, here's a book. Check it out. And and the purpose is, is that when we meet Jesus, we are going to meet our glory. And he is going to give to us, as Paul says over and over again, Peter says it, James, uh, Jude, my goodness. And they're all encouraging you to be looking for it. And they wrote it almost 2,000 years ago. And they were saying, look now, be looking for it. So we know it's in the present tense. Look for the Listen.
1: signs. It says, look for the signs. And I see the signs and you see the signs. And I think that anybody that reads your book will will also see the signs. And hopefully join us. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the flight myself. Uh, yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right, uh, But before we end, I want to give you one more one more shot here to uh, once yeah. again tell people where they can where they can find a copy of the book. Uh, I can tell you that the, the the cost of the book isn't gonna it's not gonna break your it's it's, it's not gonna cause you any financial pain. But I think that you will uh, get a lot out of it when you order. So, uh, Mr. Farley, go ahead and and tell them again how to uh, obtain a copy of uh, one of your three books.
0: Yes. Uh, they're available on Kindle. They're also available on Apple iPhone. In fact, the Apple iPhone uh, copy, I looked it up to see how it was doing. And when you run your finger across the screen, the page turns. So it's marvelous. So if you've got a phone you can, and you can turn the page, it's, it's just so neat instead of going up and down and all those things. So, uh, it, and each of the books are available on Apple iPhone, uh, they're available on Kindle, uh, and they're also available, of course, in print, uh, and you can Google uh, T.L. Farley uh, books, and uh, that will take you straight to, if you'd Google it, it will probably give you the first opportunity will be Apple, but uh, it's, it's all over, it's all over the world.
1: Well, thank you so much, and I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to join us on this uh, thank you. on on this episode of the Last Christian. And uh, I, I'm sure we'll we'll talk again. Uh, yes, I enjoy uh, I enjoy your the the time that we spend together, and I also uh, enjoy talking about your books. Thank you so much for coming, and again uh, for everyone out there. The author's name is T. L. Farley, and I strongly do encourage you to. Uh, take the take the time to order that book. It, uh, it will amaze you. It will enlighten you. And you will enjoy it. Thanks again, Mr. Farley, for coming in today. Thank you, Joel. I'm sure after listening to that interview with Mr. Farley, you now understand that the rapture is not only mentioned in the Bible, but it's mentioned many times, making it very clear that the events occurring around the globe right now indicate that the rapture is truly imminent. Possible at any moment, even today. Now, little did I know how much world events would change in just one short week, making Mr. Foley's appearance on this podcast even more timely and important than I could have ever imagined. Just last week, I stated international media reports hinting of Russia losing the war in Ukraine could in fact cause Russia to take drastic measures to prevent such an outcome, even including the use of chemical, biological, or even nuclear weapons to achieve victory while at the same time setting the stage for further fulfillment of prophecy. Those events making it impossible to determine if world war or the rapture occur first. And of course, no one could have foreseen U.S. President Joe Biden once again providing even more fuel to the fire with these comments following meetings with NATO members just this week.
0: A dictator bent on rebuilding an empire will never erase a people's love for liberty. Brutality will never grind down their will to be free. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, for free people refuse to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in God bless you all, and may God defend our freedom, and may God protect our troops.
1: I don't think anyone on earth can argue with the fact that more and more frightening things are happening across the globe every day, and at lightning speed or the comments from our president even hinting at indirect action attempting to remove Russian President Putin from power will only make matters worse, not just in the Ukraine or within the nation of Russia, but worldwide. So what comes next? World War or the Rapture of the Church? The answer to that question is only God knows, but comparing the two, all wars have been and always will be temporary while the rapture is a one-time-only event with eternal consequences, making the imminence of the rapture far more important than the hint of wars yet to come. Now, we'll go into much more detail on the coming war known as the Gog-Magog War, if God permits another week for us before calling the church home. But I do want to make you aware of a new and exciting addition to the last Christian radio program soon to debut on Evangelism Radio. That being, we now know the program will be broadcast on multiple days each week for 30 minutes each day. But even more exciting, and for me very humbling, is I can now announce for the first time that Christian teacher and author T.L. Farley has accepted my invitation to join me as a co-host of the radio broadcast each week. Now We will have more exciting new information to provide you in the weeks ahead Concerning the last Christian radio broadcast. But before we leave today, I do want to ask again, are you the last Christian? Are you the last individual that will accept Jesus Christ as your Savior before the rapture? Maybe it's a family member or a friend, maybe a co-worker. Time is short. Time is near before the Lord calls His church home. And I ask you to please, if you have not already, Say that simple prayer to the Lord. Ask for forgiveness. Ask for him to come into your heart. Tell God that you know Jesus died for you. That you know he rose from the grave on the third day. That he sits at the right hand of God and he's coming back again. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit and then walk in his path. Do your best to follow God each and every day. And when you do that, Scripture tells us you will be saved. Until next time, thank you for joining us again on this episode of The Last Christian, and I hope to see you again.